Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. What is up, plant people? You know what? It's Tuesday again, and that means it is time for the Planthropology Podcast, the show where we dive into the lives and careers and general awesome awesomeness of some really cool plant people. I am Vikram Baliga, your host, and as always, I'm thrilled to be with you today. Uh, you know, I've been doing a little bit of different differentness lately. Is that apparently that's how I say everything? Awesome awesomeness, different differentness. I'm an adult, folks an adult. They let me have a PhD. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I teach human adults. I don't know. A mistake was made somewhere. But uh, I've been trying some different kinds of episodes. Uh, if you've been following through the summer and if you've been a listener for a while, you probably know that. And uh, today's episode is in that same vein. So I recorded an episode with Dr. Giannis Kisten, who uh, is the host of the Geekoscopy 101 podcast, which is a show about science, uh, storytelling, video games, other cool geeky stuff. I've been on there once before. It is a fun, fantastic show. Uh, uh, Giannis has about the deepest voice I've ever heard. It's really amazing. You'll hear it soon. Try not to get lost in it. You may never find your way back. But um, we wanted to talk about tea. He reached out a while back, and we were trying to figure out how we could collaborate on another episode. And he is an avid tea drinker. And I am a coffee drinker who has occasionally consumed some tea-like beverage. And I've talked about drinks in the past, so I thought it'd be fun. So he came up with the idea of doing a ranked tier list of different teas. And we, in the process, talked about a little bit of the science and the history and other things that go into tea. And we had so much fun. So uh, it got recorded and put on his YouTube channel. So go check out Geekoscopy and I'll put the link in the bio in the show notes and all that. But uh, it also, we also thought it'd be cool to post it as a podcast. So we recorded this at the end of July and um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Giannis is such a cool guy and he's really fun to talk to. And so uh, I don't know if you're a tea drinker. Um, I, I'm not a huge tea drinker, but I've been getting back into it actually since this episode. My wife loves tea and uh, so we're, we're, we're doing the things. So um, we go through a whole bunch of different common types of tea. We talk about our feelings about them, our experience with them. We talk a little bit about, again, the history and the science and some of the different things surrounding it. And it's different than my normal format, but I think that you will really like it. It's fun. It's chill. It's laid back. It is caffeinated and it's great. So uh, before we jump into it, again, follow me all the places. Uh, look for Planthropology on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Search for Planthropology. That is Anthropology with a PL slapped right on the front. Look for the Bristol Cone Pine, and that'll be me. You can also find me and whatever is left of my self-respect over on the TikTok machine at The Plant Prof. And uh, I have fun over there. You, you get to or have to see my face, and I don't mind that. Anyway, so... Without too much other rambling, um, let's get into it. Which, by the way, an observation. Let's get into it is something that I hear science communicators, podcast hosts, and other folks in the U.S. say constantly. Hey, let's get into it. And I hear my U.K. friends, uh, counterparts across the pond, say, let's be honest a lot. And that's fun, too. So anyway, that is neither here nor there. I hope you're ready. Go grab yourself a cup of tea. And uh, get ready for episode 56 of the Planthropology Podcast, Top Tier Teas, with Dr. Giannis Kisten.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special top tier, tier, T ranking video <laughs> with me, your host, Janis Gikosopi, alongside my favorite horticulturist and no one else who I could think that would be better to join me, none other than the plant prof himself, Dr. Vikram Baliga. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Happy to see you. Yeah, I'm happy to be uh, on. It's also happy to see that you, yeah. We uh, we've been trying to get this coordinated for a while, so I'm I'm excited that we finally get to uh, get to get on and, t and chat for a while. Chad, yeah, yeah, you being a, quite a champ, being a little bit under the weather as well, <laughs> joining me, so to appreciate it. Oh yeah, no worries. I'm doing okay, and I get to record from home today, so it works out fine. <laughs> Taking a sick day for real. Okay, so we decided to get a bunch of uh, different teas that I've tried over the course of my lifespan. I don't know how many of these you've tried or dabbled with. Um, but I think these are the main, like, mainstream teas. You can get a lot more weirder if you're a connoisseur. <laughs> but yeah, I think these these are the main ones. <laughs> have you have you tried any, any of most of these in your, your lifetime? Yeah, I was looking through the list you sent, and I've tried maybe not all of them, but yeah, probably most of them. Yeah. Well, most of them are the same plant anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you're familiar <laughs> with the plant at least. Um, so let's get into, I think, the basic of basic, which is especially for, for Indian people uh, that I know. Black tea. What do you think about black tea? So I like black tea. Um, let's see. I that was not at the top of my list, but it was pretty close. Uh, I I like. Hang on, just a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> just a sec. <laughs> it's fine. So sorry, we've got Legos being dug through in the living room. Um, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I I really like black tea. I like for, personally. I like strong flavors. I'm a coffee drinker. Um, and so I, you know, for those of you that can't see on the audio, I'm holding up my coffee cup <laughs> with a robot on it. Um, but yeah. so I personally like some of the stronger flavors in teas. Uh, because I'm used to sort of that more bitter, strong flavor out of my coffee. So I'm a big fan of black tea. Yeah, black tea is, I think, a staple um, in my community where we are, Chatsworth, uh, Durban, South Africa. And I think it is a lot of Indian communities on, around the world also. And I, think, I think between black tea, like plain and like chai tea are two probably big ones. Um, coffee seems to be one of those things that academics just like veer towards, I think, <laughs> over the course of their career, mm -hmm. as it, yeah, helps with probably staying up at night reading a lot of papers. Um, and also, yeah, closer to, I think, to the end, during the course of my PhD, I got a lot more into coffee 
hmm. than I did teas, kind of straight away from teas. But I'm thinking of going back and trying to become a tea connoisseur now, trying as many different ones as I can. But black tea will always be a classic. And I think because of that, I would put it in, in A rank. What's your ranking for black tea? So I had it, uh, let's see, I'm looking at the list. Yeah, I had it in the A rank as well, which I guess on this tier is what, the second one down. I think think it's a a staple, for sure. Um, The next one, which is also kind of a staple, but more along the far east, I think, is green tea, which is a classic, I think, herbal kind of health food i would i would suspect most people would have that perspective what's your perspective green tea you know it's for me it's a little bit hit or miss in all honesty um i like green tea Mm. i think when it's done right but at least here in the u.s a lot of places where you like if you make it at home i prefer i prefer to make it at home myself because i can sort of you know steep it as i like but i got a green tea from Oh, I, I don't want to say, you know, brand names, but the big coffee giant that is on every corner in the U.S. Uh, I've gotten their green tea before, and it just, for some reason, it just doesn't taste right to me. It's a little a little more bitter than I feel like it should be in some cases. And mm-hmm. so, um, I'm a fan of green tea. I had it at uh, C on my list. Um, but I, I think... F- Personally, if I'm going to drink green tea, I would rather do it at home so I can do it the way that I like it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's so many forms you can get green tea in different different qualities. Um, so I agree with you that it can be hit or miss, but I like I drink green tea like almost every day, just for where I hope are antioxidants and health benefits. <laughs> Also, I don't don't mind the the taste. Um, so I would probably lean more towards B or A. So I think probably we could drop it in B as a fair enough ranking. Unless you're hard hit, you're hard in the C. No, no. Again, I, for, for me, a good green tea is very good, and so I, I'm. I'll yeah. say I'll qualify it. I'll say I'll say that I like at the B level a good green tea, but sometimes it it drops down the list for me depending on where I am. For sure, for sure. I would also agree that probably making it yourself is better than getting it from from a store, especially because like they they probably like multiply the price by ten. Oh yeah, <laughs> when they're serving it to you. Um. I think we had something else on the list, but we should probably go straight to matcha tea because it's in the same realm of of existence. But obviously, much more expensive due to well the quality and how you how you make it. Um, when it comes to green tea, I believe that the the plants are shaded for a couple of weeks, so the the leaves get greener mm-hmm. for more chlorophyll. Um, do they do that for any other types of of crops? That you, you know, know of? that is an interesting question. Um, not, not, not a lot. I was, I, I read in some, um, 
like some leafy green. I mean, it's something you would do for leafy greens, right? So I have mm. read in some places they will cover spinach um, for a little bit pr- uh, pr- prior to harvest. Um, partially, I think for some of that, partially to keep it from bolting, you know, from flowering. Um, cause once it flowers, it kind of ruins mm. the leaves. You can't, it doesn't taste good. So I think some yeah. places will grow spinach in some shade for part of the life cycle. But, uh, you know, I think that is a pretty unique, um, growing technique, you know, for, for tea. And I think it's because tea is such high value, such a high value crop and it's used all over the world that mm. they can, um, sort of justify the extra labor expense and extra time it takes to do that. Yeah, for sure. And much, I believe, are younger shoots or younger leaves. Um, but you get different grades the the longer it goes. What do you think about matcha? You know, I, I don't have a lot of experience with matcha. Um, I have tried it a few times. And I don't know if I've just, it, kind of the same thing, never had it done right. Um, but I have never mm. been a big fan. There's... And and I don't know that I could tell you what it is, but there's something in the flavor of matcha that I find a little bit off-putting. And um, <laughs> I, I hear that it's, you know, in terms of antioxidants and some other uh, proteins, things like that, that it's very good for you. And I'm, I'm still open to trying more of it to see if I can find it, find a way that I like it. But I'm actually not a huge fan of matcha tea. Yeah, matcha, I think, is it is quite a strong flavor. I believe the number is 10 times that of loose green tea in terms of antioxidant value. I've had, I mean, every time I've had matcha, I've enjoyed it, but I think it's because of the setting. Like, I usually have it like a Japanese restaurant after like a bowl of ramen. And it kind of like brings the the meal together, I suppose, just like in terms of like setting. Um, I've had matcha ice cream as well, and I I think that's it tasted pretty good. Um, and I've had matcha lattes that taste really nice as well. So matcha for me is more on an eight year, hmm. but I can see how like. I can see how, like, if you try and prepare it yourself and it doesn't go well, um, or you could have, you know, a hit and miss as well. So where did you place matcha? I actually didn't even have it on my <laughs> my top five. <laughs> um, but, you know, again... So it's an unknown. Uh, un- it's an unknown for me. Yeah. For, because, again, I've only had it a couple of times, really. And matcha ice cream actually sounds... You know, I'm thinking through the flavors of it. And I think matcha ice cream actually sounds really good or in a latte with, you know, milk and a little mm. sugar. I think that would be really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, real quick, I think you made an interesting point about the setting of it. You know, we don't you don't necessarily think mm. about like a tea pairing like you would like a wine pairing. But the the things mm. that you eat it with and the or the drink it with and. Uh, the the places that you do actually does seem like it would have a big impact. So I don't know that I have strong feelings against matcha. I just I have not experienced it enough. So that's something I'll need to just add to have my list enough experience <laughs> to try more. You hopefully, know? I've yeah. Hopefully, I've inspired you to try a bit more matcha <laughs> in your life. 
Yeah. Uh, so in that case, I'll put it in in B for no other reason than it's fairly new. Yeah. Experience. Okay, I think next on the list. Right, so are there any more greens here? There was a fruit infused green tea. Uh, at least on. The- oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah, fruit infused green tea can go two ways. Like, I think the ones that are infused like into a tea bag are really terrible. And I, I don't think I've enjoyed any one of those. But I think if you infuse like the fruit while you're steeping, I think that might go better. If you like dry the fruit and steep it with the, the leaves, that would be a lot better than than the tea bags. You know, I had one. Do you have much experience? Uh, I've had a couple. I had one I really liked. Um, again, this was this was not on my, like this was at the, the lower end kind of, because I agree that some of those tea yeah. bags are just not, not good. Um, but I did have one that had um, dried pomegranate jewels in it. Uh, it was a loose leaf uh, and Ooh, uh, hibiscus flowers. Yeah. And that was very good. It had just enough acidity from the, the pomegranates and some sort of that rosy flavor from the uh, hibiscus uh, petals, the flowers. Uh, mm. th- that was very good. So, you know, I would put that, that at sounds nice, yeah. maybe a C or a D, but I think that there are ways that you could um, prepare it that you can blend some of those flavors. I agree with you, though. Like, if you're going to get a fruit-infused tea, like, probably don't buy the bag. Either in- infuse it yourself or or at least get loose leaf. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah some, some things just don't translate well when it goes into a tea bag I'm not sure what the the reason is maybe it just gets more oxidized or do they put preservatives in there I'm not sure I, I would but think I'm, they would have to to a certain extent because you know the hmm. if you look at the expiration time on and I don't know if that's an international thing but at least in the US if you look at the expiration date on a box of like tea bags it they, they seemingly last a very long time. And so there has to be something in it, whether it's just the way they seal it or they vacuum seal it or something. But I don't feel like, you know, I, I'm okay with it for like breakfast tea or or whatever. You know, it's fine just for a daily cup of tea. But I think you lose some of the aromas and uh, flavors and, and interesting notes you get with some of the more uh, complex teas when you pack it and seal it up and put it in a box and ship it off or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Some things you just sort of try and like make yourself from scratch as well, just to, agree. for it to be worth it. Um, so, okay. I think the closest thing to, to green tea is probably oolong tea, which it's a tea that uses both the stem, the buds, and the leaves. So it's a much stronger flavor oolong to me doesn't taste much different from green tea but i've only had it in like a tea bag so i don't know it's one of those things i don't have much experience with it have you no not really kind of the same thing we bought a box of tea bags one time and it was it was fine you know i i thought it was Mm -hmm. like you said very similar to green tea i would put it below just a plain green tea personally but um it was I don't have a whole lot of experience either. It was fine, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of kind of value neutral yeah. for me. 
<laughs> for sure. But if they, every time I think of the word oolong, I just think more of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z than <laughs> tea, actually. I agree. 100%. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I think we're getting back to the blacks for a bit. Um, let's go with English breakfast, which is just a, as a blend of different black teas. Have you had it before? I, I have, and I actually, I'm actually a big fan of English breakfast tea. I think, as far as something that okay. I'm, I'm just going to drink on a, you know, daily or regular basis, I think it has a good flavor, a good mix of things. So I'd put it up pretty high. Uh, you know, I think I had it as an A okay. on mine. English breakfast, it it is, it does taste like a stronger, heavier black tea. And I do like it, but it it makes me just feel heavier for some reason after I've had it. Like I've had like a good English breakfast after you've had like a cup. And I can see why you, you enjoy it if you like a you know coffee as well. It is a stronger, heavier flavor. Um I would agree. I mean for me it'd probably be in between B and A. So I think your A would would just push it up a bit. But English breakfast is a classic, mm-hmm. and I think it is drunk very widely in um, Europe, at least, at least Britain. I think their black tea is just English breakfast tea. Yeah, probably. That's just black tea for them. Another one that is quite popular is Ceylon blend black tea, and that, that tea is made up at pretty high altitudes in Sri Lanka, said to be high quality. Have you had any? I don't know that I have. I was I was looking at that one, and I'm not sure that I have. So I'm not sure I have much of an opinion on that one. <laughs> I would say it's probably very similar to, to English breakfast. Um, so I would just say for now, B, just because I don't have it that often. Yeah. But it is associated with a very popular brand of tea in South Africa, Five Roses. <laughs> so I'm, so, I'm sure some South Africans would not be happy that I put it in beer tea, but they can <laughs> let us know in the comment section. Okay, so another black tea would probably be chai spice, which is black tea with a bit of other spices to make it a bit spicier. And it's quite a staple in, in India. And uh, at Starbucks as well. <laughs> a lot of people like spice, chai spice lattes. Yeah. I, so um, How often do you have chai spice? I, growing up, um, I think I drank a lot of chai tea. Uh, or chai. It's not... Mm. I say chai tea, and I know that's kind of repetitive, but... Yeah. Because that's what I'm used yeah. to hearing it's like at Starbucks. like found it. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, I'm a big fan of chai. I would put that up near the top of the list for sure. Uh, because if nothing else, it's mm. nostalgic for me. Um, my, Mm. my, my grandfather, uh, who passed away last year, anytime he, not anytime, but he would make chai often and he was, he loved it. It was one of his favorite things. And so, uh, I love the flavors. I like the spiciness of it. Um, it, it brings Mm. a lot of interesting notes out of the tea itself. But for me, even, even for just like the nostalgia factor, I would put it up, you know, between S and A maybe, uh, just because it's yeah when i when i think about tea that's what pops into my head for sure chai spice or masala chai i think is a, a top tea a top tier tea uh for me as well and especially like i mean the chai latte is pretty tasty 
but even a regular cup of masala chai is is top tier. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and put it at S. That's our first S. We're getting to the the top tiers <laughs> teas here. I think another top tier tea for me is Earl Grey, which is black tea infused with an orange or a type of orange oil, bergamot. I've never heard of this orange before, but it's it's tasty, or at least for me as well. Yeah, so berg- bergamot is a um, herb, actually. It's a, like a leafy herb, and I think they mix it with the oranges or with the orange oil when they infuse it. I very much like Earl Grey, too. I love the smell of Earl Grey tea. Oh, yeah. I agree. It's a great smell. Um, yeah. It's a very aromatic tea. I enjoy it. It is. And um, I don't, do you, are you familiar with the oleander plant? The word sounds familiar, but I'm not too clued in. So, so oleander is a perennial, like large shrub. Um, that is incredibly toxic, like very, very like <laughs> deadly poisonous. If you eat the leaf, actually, yeah. not just the leaves, any part of the plant, it is incredibly toxic. And they we we plant them all over the U.S. They're everywhere, like lining streets and sidewalks and you know whatever. Um, but the flowers are these really bright colored, like pink, white, red flowers that to me smell exactly like Earl Grey tea with honey in them, with honey in it. Uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> every dangerous. I know. Oh, I know. Every time I smell the flowers, that's exactly where my my brain goes. Sort of this strong, spicy, almost like citrusy smell with a little bit of like I don't know. So again, I I would put Earl Grey up at the top as well. Yeah. Also, a favorite of uh, my favorite Star Trek captain, Captain Picard. Oh, Earl yes. Grey tea hot. It's a classic line. Yep. Oh, see, and so you, you are also rank. correct that Picard is definitely the best captain. <laughs> for sure. I don't think there's any other option for me. We could probably start a fight about that with a lot of people on the internet. but <laughs> A lot of people, yeah. But it always comes down to, like, um, William Shatner's character. Jeez, I don't even know the captain's name. Uh, Kirk. And Picard. I yeah. think those are the, yeah, Captain Kirk. But let's yeah, let's not get into that argument. <laughs> <laughs> that can of worms, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, are there any black teas left? I suppose kombucha might count, but yeah, why don't we do kombucha? So kombucha is a fermented either black or green tea that gets uh well, it's a lot of sugar in it that these uh scoby feed on these what is it somebody will take jeez i forgot the term it's just bacteria and fungus yeah they kind of grow in the tea and create this fizzy drink which i adore i love kombucha what do you think about kombucha see this is going to be the one i think we disagree on because i have tried (laughs) my best i know i'm supposed to like kombucha I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mental thing or what, but <laughs> I have had I have had it in several different forms from like chilled to like in a tea and even like hard kombucha with like alcohol in it. And I cannot get into kombucha. Yeah, that's interesting. 
the thing is that you can, it is also hit and miss where like, well, I've, I've never made any on my own. I've just bought like store-bought writers and there's not a lot of options. It's basically like two brands here in South Africa. The one brand I really like and it's made with um, green tea. The other brand, they have a bunch of different flavors and I don't think I've enjoyed any of the flavors that comes in. Hmm. So I can understand how like you've had stuff that you don't enjoy. It might also be mental. I mean, you are like drinking a fungus uh, and bacteria concoction. It, I, you um, know, I, uh, I, I go ahead, go ahead. I just like the, the natural fuzziness. It's much softer than like a, a soft drink, which has like, you just need like carbon dioxide, like nuked into it. Whereas this is like a natural fermentation process that, that feels better for me than a soft drink. I can get behind that for sure. And what's funny is like, I love mushrooms. Like I, I eat mushrooms a lot and I, like, I don't have a, I just, I think, uh, here's what I think the problem was. A friend of mine made their own kombucha one time and I had no idea what it was at the time. And it was when it was first getting popular and they invited me over and they showed me the SCOBY and like all this other stuff. And I was just like, I, I can't do this. Like it's too much. <laughs> The scoby does look nasty. Like if you don't know what it is, like is it does look nasty. Uh, but you don't get that in like a store bought bottle. So right. I suppose maybe yeah, yeah. That memory just just you can't get it out of your head. Something. So I think we could probably safely put it in B then. I think so. Um, okay, so I think let's go. Let's go chamomile next. Chamomile is one of those decaffeinated teas. So there's no caffeine in it. And it's said to be something that's good to drink at night. From what I've read, interestingly enough, it's not a tea that originates like in, in, in any part of Asia. It's like from Europe. Hmm. Or at least that's what the Wikipedia article told me. And they also used to make beer and ale out of it as well, or parts of the plant, which is quite interesting. Any thoughts on chamomile? Uh, I actually like it. Um, I'm not a big, like, decaffeinated, like, fan. Like, that's, for me, it's almost a dirty word. Uh, but I like the light, um, kind of, for me, it's sort of like a summery flavor, right? It's it's really light and mm. kind of airy. And I like chamomile plants. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the, they're, you know, these cute little daisies. Or daisy-like looking flowers, mm. yeah, and uh, yeah. we see it around here where I live. Actually, um, there's some like a native variety, I think, and so I, I would put that at like an A or a B. I'm actually a pretty big fan of chamomile. Yeah, I would put it at an A as well. It is something nice to and light to drink at night. They get that part right. What was interesting is that I saw that this. Probably no health benefits to it as far as like the science is concerned, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, it just it just feels healthy, but I'm not sure if it's actually doing anything in your body other than taste nice. Yeah, well, and that's and that is funny because we I think there's a lot of things that are billed as like health food because of just the whole health food industry and the whole like trend of eating healthy and all this, which is good. I'm I'm not you know, bashing on eating well. Mm -hmm. 
but there are some things I had a conversation with a friend one time and they're like, Oh, why are you drinking it? Does it do, or eating it? Does it do this or this? I'm like, no, nah, I just like it. Like it, it just tastes good. So it's, <laughs> that's a perfectly acceptable reason to consume something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we, we consume a lot of things that are probably not good for us, but taste really good Yep. <laughs> and override, <laughs> override whatever misgivings we might have about it. Um, let's see, what could we do next? I think let's go from one type of flower to another. Jasmine, sometimes with a green tea, black tea base. Um, I've only had jasmine, well, I've had jasmine a, a few times, but the first time I've had it wasn't in a restaurant, so it was more, I think, traditionally made. It was an Thai restaurant, and I just fell in love with it. For every time after that, I think I've had them in a... Um, in tea bags and they didn't taste as good, but I didn't like totally dislike it. But I'm a big fan of jasmine tea, especially with like Eastern type of food to go with it. What about you? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I love jasmine in general. We had some growing up, we had uh, two or three big jasmine plants in pots that my granddad grew on the porch. And so, you know, you would walk out mm. the front door and just get hit with that, that, fragrance and jasmine's a beautiful plant and a beautiful smell and uh yeah i i love jasmine tea i think for me that's an s or an a um i'll agree with you as well that uh, like a lot of these out of a tea bag it's just not the same you kind of need the um like i would love to see a jasmine flower or two floating around in it you know like i think that adds to the experience yeah i've seen like on youtube some uh teas that are like a bit dried but it comes like in this in this bowl with the actual like whole flower and like when you put hot water in it it like blooms oh that's cool those are pretty cool i need to get my hands on one of those but i i agree it's s tier judgment is pretty good you just like the first time i had it i just felt like lighter afterwards it was quite interesting it just opens up like your thought patterns <laughs> at least it did for me yeah no jas- jasmine lighter. for sure is a very like happy smell happy flavor you know it just kind of mm. for me it, it it's not like it doesn't it's not the same smell or the same flavor but for me like the the smell of a fresh orange like citrus is a very happy flavor for me actually if you've never smelled a citrus blossom um they're lovely I mean, kind of they they have kind of mm. that same jasmine kind of smell feel to them. So for me in my brain, it like fresh citrus and jasmine kind of have that same reaction of just making me feel happy. Yeah, I agree. Um, so for the next one, I think we can go lemongrass, which I also had in that same Thai restaurant. And I also fell in love with it. I think lemongrass tea especially a bit on the fresher side it's pretty nice um if you get them in tea bags as well not that good but i think if you buy like lemongrass dry them out by yourself and then infuse them it's pretty good i don't know if i've ever had lemongrass tea but it seems like our taste in different teas lines up pretty closely so i'll trust your judgment on that one (laughs) (laughs) i think in that case you can make that as a a ish Yeah, it's also one of those that goes nice with a with an Eastern type of meal. Um, and it smells lemony, since it's lemongrass. 
Yeah. And fresh. Uh, speaking about fresh, what about ginger tea? Um, I I Your like things about ginger tea. Yeah, I like ginger tea. Um, for me, that's more of probably an A or a B. I think that the flavors are good. I like ginger a lot. I think it is that that's one for me that is really easy to overdo. Like if you're not careful with how much ginger mm. you're putting in, it is really easy to overdo that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree that it's yeah, it's probably an A. Um, just um, to go back to lemongrass, I just forgot I had an interesting note about it. There has been a scientific study that says that lemongrass tea could potentially help with increasing blood production. Hmm. There's a blood production boosting effect, which I would not have expected. That's so it can be used as a treatment for anemia. That's pretty interesting. You know, people plant it as well uh, as a mosquito repellent. Now, whether or not it works, I, I don't know that there's good data on that either way. Uh, but it's some, you know, it's interesting because we, in plant sciences a lot, there's a lot of like, I don't know, folk wisdom about plant this to get rid of this or plant this to do this. And uh, like the science doesn't necessarily out, uh, so to speak, on everything, but people have done it for thousands of years. Yeah, hundreds of years, yeah, whatever. Generations, so yeah. there, there has to be. I would think there's something to it, right? That maybe we just haven't found the, the mechanism mm -hmm. yet, uh, which is maybe yeah. an important yeah. point about science is that we have to keep trying because we don't, we don't really know everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it, and it goes, I mean, it goes to say about the difference between like just like knowledge from experience versus knowledge like from testing stuff, like sometimes experience trumps just like book reading just because it's been done for so long and it's probably something that's helpful. And I mean, sometimes things like get through the, the cracks that are just nonsense, yeah. but it just gets passed down through tradition. Sure. But it doesn't mean you have to like throw the baby out with the, with the bath water when it comes down to traditional stuff. And at the very least, you know, planting lemongrass or drinking lemongrass tea at the very least isn't going to hurt anything. So, you know, if you like doing <laughs> it, if you think it helps you for in either way, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Ginger tea, um, when it comes to ginger tea, I think doing it fresh is probably better than getting, because uh, what we get here are these like granules of like ginger and something else. And it makes like a, it makes like a nice tasting cup of tea, but what are, I don't think my kidneys can handle it very well because I always end up with back pain later. Huh. So I've stopped drinking that form of ginger tea. But when we get sick here in, in, a, in a Hindu household, one of the things that your mother will feed you is, is a ginger milk that gets heated up uh, on the stove, which is a classic. And yeah, I mean, ginger is, is a big thing in, in cooking curry. Like, so I probably have ginger always running through my veins at, at every point in my life. <laughs> yeah, I would, same, same thing. I would get fed uh, warm milk with like ginger and maybe some turmeric uh, or something in it. Yeah. And, you know, I can't yeah, disprove yeah. that it, that it helped. It may, it may, again, it, it made me feel better. So whether it was 
placebo because my mom said this will make you feel better uh, or not. I always yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. It tasted nice as well. Ginger milk tastes pretty good. Yeah. Um, compared to some other things you can, you have to take when you're sick, <laughs> traditionally. I think the last thing left is, is rooibos tea, which is a local tea for us here in South Africa, uh, otherwise known as red bush. That's what rooibos translates into. It's a tea that the to the UN, no, the EU, it's under one of the EU's list of protected products. Um, so it's, it's, it's like very culturally important here. It's the same for jasmine tea as well in China. It's recognized as a globally important agricultural heritage system. That's the Fuzhou jasmine tea and tea culture system. So robots is similar to that here. And some people say that it helps, um, with like stomach issues and stuff. So there's potentially, some food as medicine stuff going on. I'm not sure about, I'd have to see whether there's actually any science to back that up. But I think it's one of our local crops that's starting to uh, get out there throughout the world. I don't know if you guys have, have gotten some rooibos in your shelves yet. I've, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I've never had it um, one way or the other, but I, mm. that's something, something I would certainly be interested to try. I think, uh, you know, local and culturally significant things like that are really, um, really important and really interesting. Uh, we have a plant here called Yopon Holly, um, that's native to a lot of my part of the United States. And, um, during the cattle drives in the 1800s and even earlier through here, they would dry the leaves and, um, brew it as a tea but it has almost as much caffeine in it as a cup of coffee uh, by by weight. And so mm. um, that, well, you know, just speaking of like local and regionally significant teas, um, Yopon tea is not a tea at all. It's just brewed leaves from the shrub, uh, but it would be used in a similar way. Mm. So I think that's that's pretty interesting too. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure every culture in every region has something that just they – have that they can consume that can't be consumed anywhere else. Well, not until we got global transport <laughs> of foods. But uh, yeah, I would put robust tea probably at a B since you haven't tried it. Um, and it's not it's not something that I've had until like recently because it's not a. I suppose that's not that popular hmm. in in the little chats with Indian township that I'm from. <laughs> but throughout the rest of the country, it is a big deal uh, in South Africa. So that's pretty much our 15 teas that we ranked. And our tops are probably chai, Earl Grey, and geez, what was that? Jasmine? Jasmine? I think it was Jasmine. Yeah. I should have put words on the on the <laughs> pictures. That's okay. Yeah, I think yeah, and chai or grey. Falling, falling at the bottom is fruit infused and oolong. Yeah, I don't think oolong separates itself too much from green tea for me. No, I agree. And yeah, fruit infused is hit and miss. 
And the rest, I mean, are pretty solid drinks to have on any day. Um, any overall thoughts about tea? Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I, I'm glad you came up with this idea to do this because, again, I growing up, I drank a lot of tea, and probably since high school or my undergraduate, I it's been pretty much just coffee. Uh, but my wife very much, my wife's uh, uh, American, and she very much likes tea. And so the you know looking at this list and uh, thinking through some of this, I've, we've got a list of things to try and start making it home a little bit more. So I'm I'm excited to get back into drinking tea a little bit. <laughs> sure, I inspire you to try and be a connoisseur <laughs> with me along my journey. But it's been a really fun chat. I think I learned a lot actually just just googling some of these. I didn't know some of the history, and it's quite quite interesting, especially the uh, the chamomile. That that took me for a loop. Just how it's it's been used in ale, like you were not expecting. Yeah, uh, something like chamomile to make an ale from. So that was interesting. Yeah, but overall, I think it was an interesting uh, little exercise. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. So. Thanks to everyone for listening and or watching. So this will be up on the YouTube, on my YouTube and Dr. Bodyguard's podcast. And if you guys have any questions, you can always uh, chat to us on Twitter. I suppose it's the best way for you. Yeah, probably. That's probably the easiest way to get hold of me. And me as well. At Plant Prof or at Plant Apology and at Geekoscopy. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in and cheers. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.